ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. So this episode is episode six, Friday Night Frights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strangely, it premiered August 12, 2007. <laughs> Feel as if it should have premiered October 31st, 2007, because this is a spooky staffed episode. Yes. Um, it was directed by Nick Mark and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Carter Covington, who have written on, obviously one is the creator of the show, and uh, Carter Covington, I think, has written on some previous episodes. So the episode opens up, and it's a very spooky scene of a rained-on ZBZ house. We go inside. Casey's in her room. It's shot like Halloween. Mm-hmm. And... She gets tapped on the shoulder by Ashley, and she turns around, like, shocked <laughs> when she sees her. And I think Ashley calls her, like, Jamie, Jamie Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a Halloween callback. And Ashley's showing Casey these, like, pledge picture frames that she's made for Ash- or for this slumber party that Casey has yeah. planned. I could see the Michael's craft shopping list that she had yes. to decorate yes. these pictures. Did you have to make things like that? Yeah, all the time. Anchors. <laughs> we, yeah, we made we made anchors. We some people made paddles. Mm-hmm. There was lots of picture frames. That sounds difficult. It was time-consuming. Oh, I loved it. I lived for it. My crafts were immaculate. That was my favorite part. I would stay stay up later working on a craft I really cared about than I would studying. I think it's also unfair because some people are, like, really inclined to doing crafts, Mm -hmm. and some people, it's just not their strength. So it's definitely making it seem like everybody should be good at this. Yeah, and, I mean... I did those people's crafts. It was a time. It was such a side hustle. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get paid for it. I just loved it that much. <laughs> paid in experience. Paid in puff paint. Um. So she's showing them off, and she's like, "Why are you doing all this, Casey?" And Casey explains her master plan as pledge educator is to get those pledges to become future voters for her when she runs for ZBZ president. Yeah, bond the girls together and her. Exactly. And she's telling her this, Ashley, this plan, and she says, I'll need them when I run for president. And Ashley goes, whoa, I know you said Obama was cute, but this seems extreme. Thinking she's saying she's running for, like, U.S. president. <laughs> oh, Ashley. Which oh, she God. could also do. Oh, who knows? Yeah. In, the, in the return of the, what's it called, reboot of Greek. In the president reboot of anything. Program. Yeah. She's then, her hopes are dashed. Case, uh, Casey's so excited about the slumber party. But she goes downstairs. She's told the pledges to pack for a night away, mm. which was her mistake number one, Casey. You don't get people excited for... Or like, she says in a mystery location. Right. And it's the living room. Yeah. And we also find out that everybody else on campus is at an away game. Right. Most other people. Yeah. So There's not really parties that weekend. Everyone's partying at whatever school this game is at. Yeah. And all of the pledges have had to stay on campus for this special event, which turns out to just be a slumber party in the living room. And Rebecca is annoyed. Yeah. Rebecca's leading the charge in the, the annoyance at this. But Jen K is really into it. Yeah. Yeah, she's being very earnest. Yeah, she's a champion for uh, this activity mm-hmm. and Casey's uh, support. 
So at Omega Chi, Calvin is doing chores and he kind of finishes up and he goes to Evan. And this starts like Evan's bit in this episode of like pranking Calvin. Mm-hmm. But Evan is not each other. inherently funny. So they're just kind of like weird fake outs. Like he's, I need you to like paint the walls. And Calvin is like, okay. And he's like, just kidding, you're so easy. It's like, this yeah. is joking. What is this humor? Yeah, the jokes, they, they fall flat because it also seems like what he is saying is something he would actually say. Yeah, yeah. like if the joke is that you're rude, it's not really a joke, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sort of forcing Calvin to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Calvin is texting Keith and clearly wants to go spend his Friday night with him and Evan doesn't even take into account that maybe Calvin would have plans. Right. So he just kind of, like, sweeps him away for the night and makes him hang out with him alone in the Omega Chi house. There's not a single other soul. No, no one else is at Omega Chi, and they're going to watch Alien. So then back at Capital, (laughs) the plain white tees are performing another hit that I've never heard. I loved it. PWTs, PWTs. (laughs) PWT alert. (laughs) What is this song? Like, I actually really liked that song. I was a banger. Yeah. Wait, which one was it? I have no idea. I've never heard it before. In my Something life. upbeat. Um, Something upbeat, like all their songs. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening and you um, remember the name of that song, let us know. Mm-hmm. I definitely probably knew the song. I was like an avid Play My Tears listener. Like I listened to a, a quite really? a few of their albums. Yeah. I knew the two songs, and that was pretty much it. But I was into them. Um, Heath gets the text from Calvin. Says he's that Calvin's bailing. Um, Rusty is passing out red solo cups of drinks <laughs> on a platter, and he like comes up to Cappy, and Cappy is like telling him, telling Rusty that he's in a funk, that he's like feels that he's been with every every girl at Stereo, and that there are none left, and it all feels played out. This is when women are coming up to Cappy, like and he has a problem with each one. Like he's like, oh, she does this, whatever, and then there's. A delicious appearance. But I guess first he says maybe he needs a furlough from the females. Yeah. I also feel like every I I was cringing in this scene pretty hard when he was like, oh no, that's what we call we call her saran wrap because she just sticks to every guy. She's clingy and then there's perfume girl and then sleep apnea girl. It's like Well, well and that sleep apnea girl is none other than Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Sheena Shea, singer of Good as Gold. Oh my um, god. Future reality queen. She uh, she makes an appearance. She's the sleep girl with sleep apnea. She makes eyes at Kathy and Rusty says something along the lines of, "Well, certainly nothing's wrong with her." And Kathy goes, sleep apnea. (laughs) Um, And Rusty is also taking this moment to bring up how he has a girlfriend. And they keep referring to Jen K as Jen K. There's no (laughs) other Jen that we're, that's in our zeitgeist or theirs. They just keep forgot to bring this up in the last episode. But this is such a thing in sororities. Yeah. Because you get all these girls together and so many of them have the same name so you assign them just their first like the initial of their last name there were a few years where there were like eight errands and i wasn't even the only Aaron h yeah whoa there were a lot of errands it's kind of like the bachelor too it is there's like Corey t and like yeah you know blake h blake j yeah so many blakes (laughs) a lot of blakes yeah we had we had an abundance of taylors Mm-hmm. A lot of Taylor's, a lot of errands. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the doorbell rings at Capitown, and it's this girl 
And she says, she's like dressed in all black. She's looking very mysterious. And she says that her motorcycle got a flat tire. Harley specifically. (laughs) She takes off this like big motor or big motorcycle helmet and asks if she can come in. And Cappy is just thrilled. Like his prayers have been answered. He's taken aback. He's awestruck. Mm -hmm. And this, this motorcycle rider is another guest star, Annalyn McCord. Known famously for her role as Naomi in the 90210 reboot, and most recently for her beautiful poem, If I Had Been Your Mother, dedicated to Vladimir Putin. Where's. Oh, gosh, yeah. I love that she's made a, a new resurgence into the zeitgeist. Also known for the time that I saw her at the Maria Del Rey TJ Maxx. Oh my gosh. Oh, she's a Maxinista. She was buying a comforter. Good for her. Um, and again, the male gaze becomes the main character in this episode. Oh, Immediately, she gets the main character. She gets the Lisa Lawson treatment right out of the gate. I actually thought Arguably it was going to worse. be her. Like, yeah. I, my initial thought was, is this Lisa Lawson? And I was like, okay, no, it's is not. This Lisa Lawson? They're shooting her in the same way. They're talking about her in the same way. They're dressing her like Lisa. Um, she's not put in as many animal prints as Lisa was put in, but it's a similar well, she vibe. she only has one outfit. <laughs> it's like the leather version. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Leather. Um, <laughs> so at ZBZ, the girls are, like, doing trust falls, and Jen K is trust falling into Rebecca, and Rebecca just lets her go, because she spots a Ouija board. So Jen K just falls straight on her back, like, smacks her little head. But before that, she's being rude to Jen K, too, because Jen K says, I can't believe we've been sisters for almost two months or whatever it is, and we've never talked. And she says, yeah, so weird. Like, yeah, who else rude. is Rebecca talking to? Mm-hmm. Rebecca's just herself. Off- Rebecca's giving off, like, Queen Bee energy. Like, she thinks she's, like, the leader of the pledges or something. But it's not even like she has cronies. Like, seemingly none. Yeah. So that's when, like, yeah, Rebecca pulls out this Ouija board. And the girls are going to try to communicate with this spirit. And the little Ouija device... What is it? Like, a viewfinder? Sure. Is, like, moving around the board. And it spells out... It's starting to spell something out. And then Casey stops it. And it just stops at the word virgin. And they're like, oh, guess it... Casey goes, guess it's not about Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) Casey also has a great line here where she says, um, Rebecca's like, are you scared, Casey? And she goes, Rebecca, you should know that I'm not scared of things that are evil. (laughs) Oh my God. Casey. (laughs) Well, because Rebecca is also already nagging on this entire Mm -hmm. night. She calls it a corporate retreat, which it does have those vibes. It does. And that's why she needs to spice it up with Mm -hmm. the Ouija board. But they're just immediately getting under Casey's skin. Yeah, and Rebecca knows how to do that, right? Like, she knows how to, like, piss Casey off. So then Rebecca's, like, like, Casey tries to move it back to the corporate retreat vibe, and Rebecca's like, no, let's tell ghost stories. Instead of trivia. <laughs> like, we love trivia. We love trivia. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Cappy then, back at the Capitol house, is showing this girl, Destiny is her name, around of the house. Of course. Destiny. And she's, like I said, getting the Lisa Lawson, treat, Lisa Lawson treatment, and Rusty is just, like, noticing that Destiny is just a bit, like, odd. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's not just because she's wearing the world's lowest riding pants. Oh, my God. Those, par- <laughs> those pants should be in, like, a 2007 museum. Truly incredible that she was able to keep it on her body. They're terrifying. Back at ZBZ again, we, we're switching back and forth, uh... Jen Kay 
is rece- like sitting on the stairs at the ZBZ house and she's getting these texts from Rusty. Like, he's just, I don't know, he's so immature. It's literally him holding up a poster and it says, miss you. Like, just text her, I miss you. And Casey's yeah. there and she says, what is that? A text from my brother. And she she's not amused. She's just like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's cringe, but also whatever, good for Rusty, I guess. Jen K doesn't seem like super excited by the text either. She's just kind of like, oh, Rusty. Like, she, like, we, like, didn't give Jen K enough credit. I feel like, you know, she's, no one did. The viewer, Casey, like, she's really showing herself to be, like, actually kind of, like, funny. (laughs) Right. So, that's when we find out, like, as Casey and Jen start talking, that Jen K sent the Razor sex tape. Yeah, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming, and I didn't remember it, and I, like, had a recent rewatch of the show. Yeah, it, I, I wonder if that was originally the plot, or if that came about later. I'm just curious. I think curious. it probably came about later. It's such a good, t- like, it's such yeah. a good way to tie that up. It kind yeah. of makes perfect sense, really. Yeah, because she's saying she was in Rebecca's pledge group that night, and mm-hmm. she was at that party, and it tracks. And she yeah. was looking out for Casey in and a she, way. Yeah. She didn't know Casey. I guess, like, she felt well enough to, like, tell her. So she said, I mean, it's questionable for sure, but. Yeah, because at that point she wouldn't have even. Oh, but she was a mm-hmm. legacy. So mm-hmm. she knew she was going to get a bid. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, Casey calls her the cell phone Scorsese. And then, like, we move over back to the ZBZ living room. And Rebecca's starting to tell ghost stories. About, um, it's just like this made up story about a girl who became the laughing stock of the school and then went and on a sex murder. Scandal. Yes, and then went on a murdering spree. And as she's telling this, Ashley comes in, like, and it's just pouring rain. Ashley's like cut, like drenched, and she couldn't believe Dobbler's was closed. And Ashley, oh, or yeah. Casey's like, Yeah, well, we're on tornado watch. And Ashley's like, Well, no one's going to get to hear my reggae version of Lady Marmalade. <laughs> I know. It's karaoke Fridays. Um, but Rebecca is also, it's just like so on the nose. She's saying like she snapped and killed everyone at a slumber party. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I just think Rebecca is like teetering on pathetic. It's too much. It's not artful. Mm-hmm. It's not subtle. There's no nuance to it. It's just like you're literally just going right at this person. Right. And everybody can see what you're doing. Rebecca is at her best when she's smart and sneaky. Yeah. Not going for the low-hanging fruit. Right. Which Um, she can't resist. So then, like, Ashley willingly joins the slumber party. Like, she's kind of excited about it. And she starts telling a story about a ZBZ that died in the house named Virginia. And then the lights in the house, all it goes black. Across campus. Across campus, everybody's in a blackout. Yeah. And at Omega Chi, the lights are out, and apparently the cell phones stop working. Like, I know. The I cell like... phone tower has also shut down. <laughs> in fairness, when I'm at my parents' house, if their if their electricity goes out, my phone stops working. Oh, so, interesting. You know, and this is Ohio. It's not like then. You know. Um, <laughs> I'm not from Ohio, but <laughs> so and I'm you know what? I'm glad we're seeing some weather in Ohio for once. Yeah, the weather shows up, <laughs> makes an appearance a couple months well, into the well, school year. Well. <laughs> so Evans, um, Evan then says to Calvin, "What can two guys do alone in the dark?" <laughs> right? And they decide they're going to catch a mouse. Did we know the mouse was there? Because that seemed like it came out of nowhere, but apparently they knew. No, he mentions the mouse at one point. Oh, okay. I think there was like a hole in the chip bag or something. Oh, He's right. Like, oh, there's a mouse. Right. So they're going to like, go on a mouse hunt. 
mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Malson. Oh, I, I haven't seen that. Guys. Oh, I loved it. Malson. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, was it just this scene from Greek? <laughs> pretty much. Honestly, pretty much that was the plot of the movie. So then at the Capitao house, the lights are off, and Cappy's telling Destiny that she looks familiar. And she's not receiving that information in a normal way. Um, she tells him, he's like, I think he says, like, you're so beautiful, like, some, like something about, like, how she's so pretty. And then she says that she wants to gouge his eyes out. Yeah, and, and wear he's them into it. around her, her neck, and he, yeah, he likes it. He says, uh, you're a little bit twisted, refreshing. <laughs> Rusty is like, what? Oh my god, he's <laughs> the spinning top. Yeah, Rusty doesn't like that at all. Um, he goes, like, to find another, like, uh, flashlight. flashlight, right, and he finds this paper in Destiny's bag, and it has the Capitao address on it. So she, he realizes that, like, she came here on purpose. And the lightning and thunder cracks <laughs> as he realizes. So spooky. Yeah, it's very camp. It yeah. is. Which I appreciate. Well, I kept jumping at every clue. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. At every clue. Annalyn, honestly, Annalyn great performance. She, she brought it. So then everyone at ZBZ is freaking out because of Ashley's story. Mm-hmm. And they're just all like screaming. And Casey says she's sure. This <laughs> <laughs> is so funny. It's so insane. This show is insane. It really she is. Goes, I'm sure she died of something boring, like cancer. It's such a horrible thing to I say. I know. That is a bonkers line. A bad joke. Yeah. I don't even know if she's kidding at the time. No, yeah. she's not. She says it so flatly. But bad joke in the writer's room. Um, <laughs> um, the girls, they want to find out how Virginia died. Now they're like hooked on this mystery. And so they're like, well, we can't Google it. So they're going to look through these like old ZBZ books. Yeah. Back at Cap Patel, Rusty's looking for Cappy, and he's, like, freaking out because he thinks Destiny's a weirdo. Yeah, there's a lot of jumping around in this episode from house to house to house. It's literally cutting yeah. between... You know how in those, like, Friends episodes where they're all contained to the apartment? Yeah. yeah. And it all takes place there? This was a very similar thing. That's what I was going to say last night when we were hanging out, um... I was going to say that about this episode when you hadn't watched them yet. I was like, it's pretty easy to digest because it's like... Yeah. It's, it's like all, all happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dale's not even in this episode. And I miss mm-hmm. him actively. We're also missing Franny. Because they said where <gasps> she, she was, but I forget what... Franny's been absent. They mentioned her in this episode at, I think at the beginning of where she is, but I forgot, honestly. Unlike Dale, I do not miss Franny or her presence at all, actually. Yeah, I do weirdly kind of miss her drama, though. Oh, you do. <laughs> I bet Casey misses laying in her lap and asking for some advice. <laughs> and yeah, and getting some terrible <laughs> advice. Um, so then we're back at Omega Chi, and Calvin and Evan are mouse hunting, discussing the alien film franchise. They're kind of like, they definitely feels flirty. It does. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of chemistry there. Yeah. Um, and then they start talking about... Um, Jaws. Yeah. And Evan's like, don't mention Jaws. Like, my sister died of a shark attack years ago. And it's like, then it just once again playing with this weird idea that Evan is like really good at like dark comedy and like really convincing. (laughs) But it's weird because like this has never come, this has never happened until he's with Calvin. I kind of get the vibe that 
Calvin is almost just humoring him in this moment because he's like, you're so easy. Like, you should have seen your face. And Calvin wasn't even really reacting that much. I think he was just like, okay. Well, they're setting up this theme that, like, Evan's a jokester. And also that, like, Calvin is so gullible. Two things that we have yet to see ever before and are very difficult to believe. Yeah. I know. Um... Yeah, but it's also, like, every time he pulls one of those pranks, like, it weirdly bonds them more. Yeah. Um, and I said word for word, weirdly good bonding for the two. Right? <laughs> I mean, I, I do love to, like, sometimes, like, make a joke like that where you kind of, like, lay a trap for someone to fall into, but... But over and over and over, back to back. <laughs> yeah, that's where it gets, it dies. Like, the, the joke is just no longer there. Right. Um, yeah, and then they see the mouse on the lamp, but it is literally a rat. It's yeah, huge. it's huge. And they, like, found the grossest rat possible. Like, I know. That, this, a, a stage rat that had, like, basically yeah. its butt falling out of it. That's a New York rat. Yeah, I know. It was so scary. Like, that, I was like, ooh, you're a subway rat. I, I could cut see that a little too... a sweet green salad down the tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely, like, a little too close to home for a, a New York viewer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also in that scene, there's a moment where Evan, they're talking, they're bonding about horror movies in the 80s, and he says um, how there was always a girl who would flash her boobs, and then Calvin pretends to be into it in a very unconvincing way. Yeah. Um, but they're, like, bonding over loving, like, campy horror movies. Yeah, there is one too many of those scenes where Calvin has to, like, pretend to be into something that the straight guys are into. Yeah, and you'd think he'd be better at it by now. But I guess they don't catch on. Yeah, and I do I think it's interesting that they're showing that subtlety, or, like, that it is something he has to kind of react to. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the assumed like heteronormativity of Greek life or something like within yeah. this space like everyone is assumed to be straight yeah they're definitely trying to say something here with that right yeah and then we are back at Capitao Rusty's like diligently looking for Cappy when Destiny very freakishly pops up out of nowhere behind him in the darkness she's spooky man yeah she she gets like spook- spookier as the episode goes on too mm-hmm. and he's like I know, you know, I know this wasn't an accident. I found this note in your jacket that had our address on it. Um, yeah, and she gets really violent really fast. She, like, pins him up against the wall. Right. It's, like, really escalates. But then, like, people walk by and she pretends she's making out with him. Yeah, and they're like, whoa, go, like, way to go, Spitter. <laughs> Don't they know? Also, yeah. like, very publicly now he has a girlfriend and that's not her. Yeah, it's all very odd um, and really scary, but she basically then kind of reveals why she's there. She opens up to Rusty saying that she knew Copy from camp um, back in the day and that her ten really... Ten years ago. Ten years ago. But she's essentially been in love with him ever since, mm-hmm. but he never paid attention with her back at camp because she was the, quote, fat kid at camp. Um, while Cappy was cool and popular, and yeah, it's honestly, I mean, it's very sad the way she describes it. Like, we do kind of see this vulnerable side of her. Yeah, and she says that's why she lost weight. Yeah. The yeah. whole reason. And her real, did we say her real name's Patty? Oh, yeah, her, her real name is now <laughs> Patty, so she went from Patty to Destiny. Yeah. Um, it's, the storyline is Terrible. It's not good. I said, um, I'm all for weird hyperfixations, but this is a smidge too far. And it's just very obvious 
that a man wrote this. I was going to say, they could have just kept it as, like, I was, like, the weird kid at camp. Yeah. And now I'm upset. That would have actually been more interesting. Keep it kitschy, but then she was like, I was the fat girl at camp. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. Total outcast, she also says. Like, yeah. It's just a little sad, and again, definitely 2007 era. Fat phobia. Fat phobia. It's just, like... Oh, the whole thing is just very odd. I get what they're going for, like, the extreme campiness. Yeah. But it's just kind of a weird way for them to do it. But I guess also now we have things like American Horror Story and, like, oh, like shows like that where mm-hmm. it's campiness done to some extent well. Like, we know kind of what works and what doesn't work, and it's a little bit more, like, in plain sight but yeah not in this case yeah and then (laughs) rusty's like i'm gonna tell cappy like this is really important that he knows and destiny slash patty like convinces him not to by really actually strong arming him like (laughs) it's very physical she literally takes his arm and like pins it behind his back yeah like she could probably snap his arm anybody could probably snap rusty yeah (laughs) fair it's not bulbous she does seem to have this like superhuman strength um he hasn't been hitting the cru gym yeah ever since that one visit yeah So back at ZBZ, the girls are looking through those yearbooks, and they find Virginia, who conveniently was also a pledge educator like Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think in, is it in the yearbook that they decide, or they find out that she lost by one vote? So Jen K is looking through meeting minutes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she also ran for president, and it's just like the parallels between Casey and Virginia. And they said, but she lost by one vote, and it was the same day she died. Yeah, they realized that that was the way she died, and she killed herself. Um, she hung herself on the chandelier. Yeah, and it, so it's dark. like getting really, really dark, and then all of a sudden, lightning strikes, the chandelier falls from the ceiling, and like smashes to the ground. Yeah. That is scary. Actually, that was kind of, it that does. was a little spooky. It is spooky. Like, I actually almost wish there was like more horror in this show, because they do a really fun job with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I liked that part. The, the crash. Yeah. And the yeah. girls freak out. Yeah. The Phantom of the Opera. Right. Um, and then we're back at Capitao, and the Plain White Tees lead singer is just serenading everyone to this beautiful acoustic song. Right. <laughs> um, it honestly sounds amazing, and like everybody's kind of slow dancing. Um, Patty, Patty slash Destiny and Cappy are dancing. And he's telling her, oh, you're perfect. Rusty's trying to get his attention by saying, oh, Beaver's really drunk and he's peeing in your closet. Um, So then Cappy leaves to go uh, up to his closet and Rusty tries to warn him about Destiny slash Patty. But Cappy says that Patty there was just really Patty the fatty. And uh, then he realizes she came all the way there to see him. Yeah, he like he like connects the dots at one point. He like he said for at first like it could not be Patty. That was just Patty the fatty. Mm-hmm. The fact that he said it was jarring to hear him say those words. Yeah, like I honestly am starting to realize. I think I remember this show with like a very different like right. skewed mind because I keep being like I love Cappy. This isn't like Cappy, I know. and then he keeps saying things. I'm like. Whoa. 
actually, he's every episode, he's kind of not being great. I know. It's really weird. Yeah, like, his energy remains jovial and fun, but whenever he opens his mouth, it's... Kind specifically of like about girls. Slaps you in the face. Yeah. So specifically about girls who aren't Casey. If he's talking yeah. about a woman who isn't Casey, he's not saying great things about him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he doesn't care once he realizes that it's her. And Rusty is like, she said she lost all this weight, like to see you. Yeah. And he is chill with that. He's, he's really a, flattered. He says a fat girl turned into a hot chick for me. The least I can do is reward her for her effort. Oh, I, I. Throw oh, that away. That and you know one. what? This whole scene kind of made me go back to the episode where the Trojan horse episode where the ZBZs go right. into the Capital house and Casey and Cappy are in the closet and he says something about him being a nice guy and she says, no, you're not. And we were like, but he is and Evan's not. And I'm like, actually, like, maybe this is some of the stuff that she's talking about. Yeah. Maybe this is him just not being that great of a guy. You're right. There is a reason they broke up. Yeah. Um, We're seeing it. Oh, my God. Cappy also says, it's like a Reese Witherspoon movie. (laughs) And it really is. I think he's referencing Legally Blonde. I don't know. But... but yeah, very uh, in poor taste for Cappy. But basically, he's like, Rusty's honestly still thinks she's dangerous, and he's like, I can handle her. But basically... He had seen the, the headlock she put Rusty in. <laughs> yeah. Cappy is very overly confident in this scene and um, does not approach the situation like Rusty at he's all. He's not swayed at all, yeah. And then we're back at ZBZ. The girls are freaked out, as they should be, in front of the chandelier. And Casey's really, she's, Casey's the one, like, sort of unscathed mm-hmm, person. Yeah. She's like, guys, don't worry. It was um, old. The chandelier was old. And Rebecca is really trying to stoke the fires at any point that she can. And like, doesn't she say something like, I saw the electrician here last week. And Casey's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ashley's like, naturally, we should do a seance. I love Ashley always accidentally escalating the situation. Yeah, and everyone's like really into the idea of doing a seance. So like that sounds like the perfect idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so back to Omega Kai, Ka- Calvin and Evan are still flirtatiously hunting for this rat <laughs> who has this like little hole in the wall. It's like a Looney Tunes hole. Like it's literally a perfect. It's a arch. perfect little arch. Yeah. <laughs> And the, uh, they toss a cube of cheese it's at so it cute. and prepare to pounce. But then, this was actually, like, the scariest part of the episode for me. Something slowly and then all at once sucks the rat back in. Yeah. And they're frightening. They're terrified. Like, yeah. Evan and Evan are gobsmacked. I would have immediately called an Uber to the university in. I would have said, no, we're out of here. Yeah. Right. That is worse than the chandelier mm-hmm. falling. Yeah. I was like, where are they going with this? Yeah, I know. I know. It really scared me. I did not see the twist coming with this. I was, like, very confused. I thought maybe it was going in an alien direction for a second. They have been discussing alien. Yeah. He yeah. gets sucked, it, sucked up as if to nowhere. Like, I was very confused. Like, from the wall? Yeah. Very freaky, but also does seem like something that would happen in a New York City apartment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get um, a little scene of Rusty listening to the radio, and it's like going in and out, mm-hmm. but it's <laughs> a classic 
horror trope of somebody saying, keep an eye out for somebody who escaped an insane asylum. They're very dangerous. And we're not hearing all of it. We yeah. miss how old the woman is. And Rusty immediately tunnel visions. And it's Destiny slash Patty. For well, sure, in his mind. It's a crank radio. So it's right. like... like yes, there's a <laughs> crank yeah. it to get it to go again. There's a lot of static. He's hearing the words, like, yeah, cut in and out. But he just assumes. Rusty just is like, oh, well, okay, it's her. She, I knew it. She was dangerous. All of his fears have been vindicated. So back at DBZ, the seance is being led by Ashley. And Rebecca very fakingly... Is that even a word? Very, she fakes everyone out and pretends to be possessed. And Casey is like, Ashley, ask the ghost what she wants. And Ashley, or Casey's still not really buying it. Mm-hmm. I think she's kind of just more so entertaining Ashley's uh, idea of the seance. She wants to get it over with. Yeah, she's like, let's just push this, push this along and go back to the summer mm-hmm. party. Um, but the window blows open and the girls scream. The... We hear, like, a a frame from the fireplace smash, and then we notice that it's Rebecca's pledge picture, (laughs) like, being stabbed by a fireplace poker. It's so perfect. It's really good. It's, like, perfectly cracked on her face. It's right in her head. It's gone right through. Naturally, it was Virginia, the ghost. And Rebecca now is freaked out, and they're like, oh, Rebecca, it's because you called her pathetic. Yeah. Yes. That's it. They're putting the blame on Rebecca. Have you guys ever um, done a seance? No, no. Never. Oh my god. I went to one once in like the basement of um, the Norwood in Chelsea oh. where they were like, this is like what seances used to be like. And even that, they were like, it's all fake. Obviously all fake. I screamed at the top of my lungs when something like snapped in the room. They're scary. Yeah. Oh. I don't. Mm-mm. I don't really mess with that Mm-mm. stuff. Mm-mm. It was yeah. spooky. I, like, lost my mind. But, you know, maybe Fair come enough. October. Yeah. We're August 7th. <laughs> August 7th, 2007. <laughs> now we're back at the Omega Kai house, and um, Evan and Calvin are, like, comparing scars and stitches that they got from various animals. <laughs> like, kind of trying to one-up each other. Um, and want to appear, like, tougher than the other, even though they're both spooked out and, like, all geared up. They're putting on, like, like catcher's... Set yeah, catcher's yeah. outfits, like, anything they can find. And back at the ZBZ house, um, it is so choppy. Like, it gets choppier as the episode yeah. goes on. Yeah. Back at the ZBZ house, Rebecca's annoyed because now everyone's scared of her. <laughs> and she's trying to say, like, Casey, um, like... It's trying to, like, get Casey to be like, tell them it's not, you know, me. And Casey's just, like, not having it. Mm -hmm. The tables have turned. It's gone from Rebecca trying to convince everyone and Casey being pragmatic to Rebecca being like, Casey, tell them it's not real. And Casey just kind of shrugs her off. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and Rebecca's trying to compliment Virginia. She's like, she seems (laughs) actually really cool and nice. (laughs) Um, And then they find, like, these notes or something fall out of a loose brick in the fire. Yeah, a brick falls out and behind the brick are supposedly votes. Right, so then they look at them and they say, oh my gosh, these are the missing votes, the ones that weren't counted. This Mm -hmm. is, this was between Virginia and Trudy Henderson. (gasps) This was the make or break. And then we cut right back to the Mega Kai house right after we find those. And there's this moment where Evan 
says to Calvin that he wasn't really sure if they were going to get along at first. And it seems like he's almost going to say something about Calvin being gay. Because Calvin kind of, like, gets his back up against the wall mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, what are you going to say? Because also, it never really seemed like Evan thought that they weren't going to get along. Like, I feel like they kind of yeah. hit it off from the beginning. But, yeah. okay. And then he says, um, because you're so close with Rusty. And again, Evan is lamenting over being at Chambers. Another, like, boo-hoo moment. He, he works it in wherever he can when no one's asking. Yeah. He whips out his tiniest violin to play a little song at any chance he gets. He's yeah. like, I had to go to the school and my parents paid that guy to get me. <laughs> Rick Singer or whatever. They paid Rick Singer to get me in the side door. <laughs> and then they're having this moment. So this, like, world's smallest violin speech um, is kind of, like making Calvin open up a little bit and it seems like he's about to come out to Evan and then a giant snake falls from the ceiling and lands on Evan and it's crazy. It's it's a boa constrictor. It's boa yeah, constrictor. It's yeah. truly like insane. Yeah, like bigger than the Britney Spears video. If that snake. fell on you, wouldn't you fall over? I it's huge. And I think I would be over well I would Go into a fit of hysteria. Yeah, yeah, it falls like perfectly around his neck in a way that he's just holding it as though he is Britney Spears. If that fell the wrong way on your neck, like it could break your neck, it's so big. That must have been so scary to film. Ew, ew, I just I'm sure. Like, I'm sure they had trainers on, on set, but still, even putting that and having to hold it and scream. Yeah. Like, because you never know how the snake would react to that. Right. It sounds horrifying. The whole thing, they're terrified. Right, and but then we cut right back to the Capitol House, um, and Rusty is, I don't know how he's constantly in search of somebody when they're all hanging out in the same way. He's constantly the house is not track that big. Yeah. He's searching for Cappy, and he this time he finds Beaver actually peeing in Cappy's closet, and Beaver says, they keep moving it, the bathroom. <laughs> um, and so then Rusty's in Cappy's room, and he sees all of these um, cut out faces on the floor of w- women and then he realizes it's all the pictures of women that Cappy has on like his mirror and set up in his room and then Patty shows up holding scissors behind him as Rusty's looking in the mirror yes she appears in the reflection yes with this huge pair of scissors and she said that she was good at arts and crafts because she was always alone at camp doing arts and crafts. She'd be a great ZBZ. She could make she those would, honestly, picture frames. Yeah. Puff why, paint. I'm surprised she doesn't just go to CRU. Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of like having this little breakdown, like weird moment. Mm-hmm. And Rusty is giving her speech about not being able to change the past. And he goes, I haven't always been this cool frat guy you oh see before God. you. Um, he's so high on his own supply. Um, and then she lunges at him. It's very scary. Rusty thinking he's a cool guy and this girl <laughs> lunging at him. And then right at that moment, Cappy walks in singing the Camp Okinawa song. <laughs> Almost like as a lullaby. Yeah, it's and spooky. It, it, it calms her. 
It does. <laughs> it's very spooky. It's very like um It's like when a kid sings in a yeah, horror movie. Like twisted fairy tale. Oh god, what was like insidious where it was like through the window? Oh, that's scary. That I remember that 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 just scary. Scary. That was the scariest part of that movie was every time that song played someone was gonna die. I think that's what they were kind of going for here. It, what? I mean pre insidious, but still. <laughs> Actually maybe around the same time, I don't know. It was very spooky. And then she... She's still holding the scissors. The the intensity has been brought down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she is saying, like, you remember, but you never stood up for me. And she's saying, do you know how hard it is to love someone who's caused you so much pain? Oh, my God. And he ends up, like, dipping her and kissing her. And then... The spell is just, like, immediately broken on her, and she well, says... she lifts the scissors up as if she's almost going to stab him. Oh, I missed that Like, part. as he's kissing her, she's wielding the scissors. Her arm goes all the way back. It looks like she's going to plunge them into Cappy, and then he dips her low, and he kisses her, like, harder, and she drops the scissors, and Rusty runs and picks them up. <laughs> and then she says, I lost 80 pounds for that. I really need a donut. And then just leave. It's yeah. over. She's so underwhelmed. The kiss. Yeah. Which I'm like, I don't know if I like this outcome or not. I know. It's weird. It's almost like, okay, well, I'm glad. Like, it, at least she's not getting her worth some from some random man who yeah. was awful to her. But it's just like, what was that? And then also just the, I need a donut. I really it. need a donut. Yeah. It kind of just plays into the... The it fat phobia so tropes. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. The whole that whole Patty Destiny storyline was bizarre. Yeah, and then that's kind of a wrap on that story. <laughs> yeah, she dips. As she leaves, and it's just like, okay, well, bye, Destiny or Patty. Um, but back at the ZBZ house, Casey is throwing a re-election for Virginia. And Rebecca Rebecca makes a point to stand up and say that Virginia is the clear choice because she's the skinniest. And then another, uh, a few other descriptors, but just, come on. The skinniest is the first. Because <laughs> she's the skinniest, the blah, blah, blah. The best, most important thing you could be, of course. Yeah, exactly. And she also doesn't, she's saying this clearly because she doesn't want Virginia to continue haunting her. <laughs> the votes for Virginia are unanimous. Um, and right as everybody's cheering for Virginia, the electricity comes back on. Oh, and then everybody's cheering for Casey because she threw this successful re-election and Broke peace the, has been restored. Yeah. Broke the curse. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jen K says to Rebecca, you owe Casey her, your life. And she, is she wrong? <laughs> Honestly, though. A bit dramatic, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we find out the exterminator is going to come to the Mega Kai house in two hours Calvin and Evan are still on edge over there. What you, Naturally. What do you leave? I know that. That's what I said. I would get an Uber to the university. And I, would I would get gone. out. Of, I think I would get out of the house when I found out there was a mouse in there. I was just going to say. And at then the, mouse. the rat gets sucked into the wall. I would leave when I found out there was a mouse. I would leave once again when I found out that mouse was actually a rat. And then when I saw the rat get sucked into the wall. And then again when I saw the boa. Yeah, there were plenty of opportunities to leave here. Yeah, and they 
they stuck it out because they're the toughest. Rusty hears on the radio that they caught the escaped woman from the insane asylum who ended up being 60 anyway. So never was Patty destiny. And Cappy's kind of spiraling out in his head because he's thinking, is he a bad kisser? Which it sounds like yes. I can picture Cappy being a bad kisser. That makes sense. A hundred percent. Like an overconfident man. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He clearly, a lot of slobber. Yeah. He clearly went into that thinking it was going to be great. Yeah. And this woman was worshiping him and then one kiss and she's a decade of obsession. Erased. Out the window like Calvin and Heath's room. <laughs> and then Beaver walks into the Capitol house with the snake, Timmy, from outside, who apparently made it all the way to the Omega Kai house, up into whatever story they were on, onto Evan, and then back to the Capitol lawn. Sure. In this huge Beaver storm. Goes, Look who I found outside. Timmy has oh, him wrapped around gosh. his neck. Ugh. I had a feeling it belonged to a Capitao, because when I saw it, I was like, this is something that would be normal in the Capitao house. Right. Abnormal in the Omega Kai house. Right. No one in Capitao is like, oh my god, what's this giant snake doing in my room? They're just like, hey, Timmy. So, (laughs) yeah. So then, Ashley calls Casey out for staging the whole Ouija board scenario, Mm -hmm. and we kind of kind of believe it but then also it's kind of at the end ambiguous like right like ashley says to jen k and casey like oh i noticed one of the votes has casey's handwriting yeah and then it's pretty clear that like ashley or that casey and jen k have teamed up which like love that duo that's cute and she was the one moving the ouija board right but then like you said at the end it blows the vote. The wind blows the votes into the fire. Yeah. Like, so artistically. Mm-hmm. Virginia was really there. She was on Casey's side the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there was truly a spirit in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the chandelier sold me. Yeah, right at the time. The timing of everything was just too perfect for it to not be mm-hmm. Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that it closes in on the plaque of Virginia, like the remembrance plaque that Franny previously, in the beginning, we find out, had hid because she thought it was depressing. Oh Franny, my god. Even Franny. when she's not there, she's terrible. She's doing something to negatively affect the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was all sort of Franny's fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If there's anything we've learned. Virginia was pissed because of Franny. Mm-hmm. But that's how it ends. Yeah, that's how it ends. Abruptly. Uh, <laughs> Once again, another abrupt ending. Yeah, these haven't been as uh, clean endings these past two episodes. Okay, winners and losers. Hmm. Oh gosh, I mean, it would be so mean to say the loser was Patty slash Destiny. The loser is like the rampant fat phobia in the show. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, maybe Cappy cuz I mean Oh, there we clearly go. Clearly he's Thank a terrible you. kisser. Yeah, the loser is Cappy. Yeah, he, Cappy's kind of a loser. I think we're all on the outs with Cappy right now. I know Cappy needs to I'm almost team Evan <gasps> at this point. Yeah. I I'm, I'm kind of in no man's land right now. I'm team Casey go find a different right. boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm team Casey finding herself and being single. Yeah. We did see kind of a fun side of Evan in this episode, regardless of his bad jokes. I mean, he yeah. has nothing but like 
kind to Calvin, really. Right. Except for forcing him to hang out with him when he I, wanted to hang out with his boyfriend. But uh, That's true. <laughs> but but he, he didn't know. Maybe Evan is actually a loser of this episode, too. But we also see that, like, Calvin is getting more comfortable around Evan. Like, he's about ready to, like, come out to him. Like, yeah. they're seemingly growing, like, a deeper relationship. So you're right. Like, Evan is... He's... He's redeeming himself at the same rate that Cappy is... Yeah. Whatever the opposite of digressing. Yeah. yeah. I think my winner's Casey. I think she had a great episode and she yeah. did what she planned to do. Her goal was to bond mm-hmm. the women, bond them to her, hopefully get the votes. And I think she was very successful and very crafty about it. Like Patty at camp. Yeah. Uh, I think my winner's like Jen K. I feel like good Jen K came through for the Cartwrights. You know, mm-hmm. she's showing up for Casey now, not mm-hmm. just Rusty. I don't like that she was the one, the sender. I just hate that narrative. I hate that whole storyline about the razor tape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. However, I will say, I like the, that they're getting closer. Seems like Jen K is getting more accepted into the group. We're seeing her real personality, not just like her, you know, clumsiness. But what I do like about her being the sender is that I like that it establishes that she is independently Team Casey and not helping Casey just because now she's dating Rusty. Like, she always wanted to support Casey. She was always on her side. Yeah, I agree. I think that... I think that Casey is definitely the winner in this episode, but I also think that Patty slash Destiny deserves a little bit of... She deserves credit for getting to their house in that storm. I know. Um, she picked the worst. She waited 10 years and she picked yeah. the stuff every night. And for also trusting her her instincts when she did kiss Cappy to be like, this was not worth it. No spark. Yeah, so... I Also, I do think that to Annalyn McCord's credit, like, she plays a captivating character in this episode. Like, I, when she's on screen, she's transfixing. She has been in other horror movies I saw from her IMDb page, but, like, that is her niche. She is a good horror movie, like, leading heroine? Villain? I don't know. Yeah, she should team up with whoever's doing, like, Hereditary in Midsummer. She would, Mm, she she would rock it in one of those. It's called Ari Aster. Yeah. Get him on the pod. Ari. Ari. Anna Lynn McCord, I think, would be a great fit for your next movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us on this Bond Romp Down Memory Lane. See you next week. Yes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. Bye, everyone.